This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, March 16th, wherever and however you're connected, Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man currently working on his sub-six-second 40-yard dash time for Pro Day, Jerem Jordan. I make no claims of what my 40 is. Uh, apparently, we have video of yours. Here we go. Um, you said you'd run a 4-9-40? Yeah, and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. Yeah. But we anticipated seeing some, uh, you know, some, some 4-4s, maybe, some 4-5s. At BYU Pro Day, coming up next Friday, March 26th, a two-hour special BYUSN Pro Day from the indoor practice facility, from Studio B. We will have live coverage of everything the guys are doing. Zach Wilson and Kyrus Tonga and Dax Milne and Matt Bushman and all the guys. It's going to be awesome on BYU TV next Friday. Two hours. Can't wait. And apparently Chris Wilcox is a guy that might go sub 4-4. Yeah, he might be the 4-4 guy, right? Woo! Maybe 4-3? Question mark? Yeah. Hey, we've got a championship show lineup for a Tuesday. Uh, and we it, it starts with this, Jerem. How about we're interviewing three national champions today, my friend? Not one, not two. Three! Including victory. the first man to win the NCAA Individual Cross Country Championship at BYU since Josh Rohatinsky did it in 2006, and the first American to win it across the country since 2008. Also, is Zach Wilson going number one, becoming more and more of a real possibility? We're going to talk about that in just a moment. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Connor Mance wins the individual cross-country national championship with a 22-second win at the front of 29-26-1 in the 10K. He's the first Cougar to win since 06, Josh Rohatinsky, and uh, Ed Eyestone in 1984 as well as coach. The men's team finished seventh overall. A little disappointing, hoping the Cougars were going to win the Natty again or at least finish top three, uh, but a fifth consecutive top ten finish. Hey, where the men didn't win, the women took care of business, Jerem, taking the national championship with their fifth title in program history. Five different Cougars finished within the top 50, four in the top 40 with All-American honors. Senior Anna Camp Bennett crossed the line first for the Cougs, 11th overall. Aubrey Friendaway and Whitney Orton took 15th and 17th, respectively, earning top 20 finishes. How about the ladies, number one in the country? Just national titles on national titles. Pretty awesome, man. And then a surprise yesterday. Women's hoops got into the NCAA tournament. We were excited. I have said, beware the one guy saying the one thing, and that was Charlie Cream with ESPN. Uh, women's hoops got an at-large, 11 seed, uh, 6 seed Rutgers. That's next Monday at noon Eastern. That's during the show. That'll be fun. Um, it's the Cougars' 14th trip to the dance, so congratulations to the ladies. They deserved it, and they got it. Yes, they deserved it, and I believe that, uh, you know, the optics of that weird ending in the West Coast Conference Championship were probably brought up at the roundtable discussing who deserved to get in and who didn't. So, I mean, Gonzaga's... Do we know it's a roundtable? It might be a rectangular It could be, it could be a rectangular no table yeah. as well. I'm yeah, guessing I don't know. it was. Gonzaga obviously also wins. Uh, the Chargers are keeping Michael Davis, former BYU football star, signing a three-year deal with... Los Angeles of San Diego. In his last three seasons, he's totaled 64 tackles, three picks, including one pick six. Jamal Williams, Michael Davis's former BYU teammate, enters free agency after four seasons with the Green Bay Packers. 
He rushed for a total of 1,985 yards, 10 touchdowns. Was really good as a receiving back for Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, totaling 122 catches and eight touchdowns. Where's Jamal Williams going to land? Yeah, I'm intrigued. And Michael Davis, dude, that new deal, 15 mil guaranteed, and he gets 10 mil this year. Woo! He didn't even start his senior year at BYU. Well, that, that's big because he had garnered a bunch of interest from a ton of teams across the league. So, yeah, yeah they, they had to pay him to keep him. Yeah, big time. Big time. And uh, baseball plays Dixie State, 805 Eastern on BYU Radio 107.9 FM and the BYU Cougars app. Cougars are 3-10 uh, and 10 this season, hoping to uh, get a few wins this weekend. BYU women's golf currently in competition at the BYU Spring Classic in fourth place behind Texas Tech, Iowa, and Nevada. Alicia May Mateo tied for third in the individual standings. One of three golfers to shoot in the 60s on day one. And uh, the final round was canceled because yeah, snow it's and snowing. Yeah, we know this because Boise State tweeted <laughs> Not exactly golf weather no. in uh, the southern part of Utah. Use that neon ball. Maybe you'll find it. Yeah. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The legend of Zach Wilson potentially going number one overall in the NFL draft grows in a recent article from Dick Harmon of the Deseret News, and I quote, In a lead-up to BYU's Pro Day on March 26th, which we just announced we're going to have two hours of coverage on, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have the number one pick, are sending Zach Wilson their playbook, getting Wilson multiple Zoom meetings and phone calls from new head coach Urban Meyer, passing game coordinator Brian Schottenheimer, and offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel. End quote. Jerem, after you read that for the first time, did you think to yourself, okay, is Zach Wilson going number one? A real possibility now. Yes. I Listen, I don't think it's going to happen. I still think Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick, given the way he played, winning a natty, going to the playoff three times. But it doesn't matter as much where you go to school now. Like, everyone can find your tape. Everyone can evaluate you. you like, rare is the John Elway, Andrew Lux of the world, where they just crush it in college and in the NFL, the Peyton Mannings. Like, a lot of the guys that do it, like... Patrick Mahomes out of Texas Tech was not a massive deal coming out of college. You know what I mean? Aaron Rodgers at Cal. Like, he was at a JC originally. There's a chance that Zach Wilson goes number one. I think they want to test him and see. Just see. Do the due diligence. Just to see. Is he actually the best quarterback in the draft? Because he, if he is, you should take him. And the breakdowns that are coming out from different people of, of like, you know, really good football minds of what he does well, what he can do a little bit better – it's really interesting. Again, there are things that Zach Wilson does that are better than Trevor Lawrence. But it's whether the Jaguars want to take that chance and not pick Trevor. Because Trevor seems like a surefire, like, quality starter in the NFL. Zach is a little bit more of a wild card because he didn't do it as long as Trevor or at the level that Trevor did it. But the possibility of Zach being great is very intriguing. So the fact that they're doing this. And the connections are interesting, right? Mm -hmm. So Urban Meyer, obviously, at Utah understands kind of, you know, this area or whatever from a couple of years, the former Ute with the former Ute. Brian Schottenheimer, who was the OC of my Seahawks the last couple of years. Seahawks let him go despite the most points scored in a season in Seahawks history. What? And then Daryl Bevel, who's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, played at Wisconsin, of course, was the Seahawks OC in the famous uh, couple of Super Bowls there, most notably thro- uh, not throwing or his throwing at Morgan the His daughter Morgan plays softball at BYU right now? So there's a connection there, which is interesting. Daryl actually hangs out at BYU occasionally and interacts with the coaches, and, and when he's on campus, see his daughter. So is Zach going, number one, a real possibility? Absolutely. Absolutely. They're interested in him. 
If they weren't, they wouldn't do this. We shouldn't be that shocked because Urban Meyer was one of the very first prominent voices to say, as an analyst before he was the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, that Zach Wilson is an elite level quarterback. So I, again, I shouldn't I shouldn't be shocked that now the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars is saying, yeah, let's take a closer look at this kid. Let's send him the playbook. Let's put him through the ringer, ask him all the questions, talk to him a bunch, and figure out just maybe if he is this diamond in the rough worthy of taking over Trevor Lawrence. And Zach's numbers were significantly better than Trevor Lawrence this past season. That Some of that deals with Trevor Lawrence being injured, uh, not having the same Clemson team that he had the past few years. Playing a complete Power 5 schedule. Exactly. Playing against a much weaker schedule than Clemson faced. But Zach Wilson was still doing special things. We're going to hear this argument all the way up to the draft. Well, he didn't play anybody. But he's fitting footballs into extremely tight windows, and it's not like Zach played garbage competition the whole season. He beat Houston. He beat Navy. He beat Boise State in convincing fashion on the road. There's some merit in some of those wins. Didn't beat Coastal, but had some really bright moments, obviously. So the tape is there. The numbers are ridiculous from pro football focus. Urban Meyer and his staff would be silly not to look at this with the number one pick. Why, yeah, if they why, didn't, they'd be neglectful. It'd be weird, right? Yeah, yeah. It'd be weird. But I would take Trevor if I'm the Jaguars. Like, And I love Zach. Obviously, we love Zach. I, you have to take Trevor, one. It feels He's, like there's forgiveness you if you take Trevor Lawrence and it doesn't work out. It's like, ah, oh, well, and everybody, you're the, everybody else would have taken him. But and you're they, the Jaguars. If you like, take Zach cares? Wilson... <laughs> And then Trevor Lawrence becomes like this superstar for the New York Jets or whatever, and Zach is not on that level. Then Jaguars fans and the organization, like it's that's that's terms of upheaval, you know. That's like it's going to create some insurrection within the fan base. Well, and you're the Jets, so like you're going to be in this position again soon, maybe. Even if these guys are decent, you may still be in this position, um, you know, of a top ten pick. You might not be one or two. You're hoping that if you take a good quarterback, that they <laughs> that you're not in the one and two. That means you won zero to four games the next year. I'm excited about this possibility. The, yes, of course the interest should be there. And the fact that Zach is being discussed at number one is just really intriguing. Like, what a jump from nobody to somebody. Like, he wasn't competing for the number one pick last year. He was competing for the number one BYU quarterback spot. And he legitimately thought, I might not get it. Like, I'm going to have to, have to work super hard to get this. And he did. And it worked out well. Listen, the pandemic has been awful in a lot of ways. What it wasn't awful for was Zach Wilson's draft stock. Because BYU's schedule lesson and then Zach's sort of greatest attributes could be seen at a higher level. Yeah. Because one, BYU is playing. But two, competition a little less. So when you win, you get seen. When you win, you get seen. Look at all these draft picks. If BYU plays six power fives, there's not the same level of interest in these guys because BYU probably had three or four or five losses. Trevor Lawrence is your favorite tested dish at your favorite restaurant. You're not going to go outside the box. You want to go there. You know you'll be satisfied with this meal. It's going to taste great. You're going to leave feeling happy. But Zach Wilson is the new special from your favorite chef at your favorite restaurant. And you're like, hmm, maybe we should do something a little bit different here. And maybe it'll pay off. Maybe it'll be delicious. Maybe it'll replace your favorite dish at your favorite restaurant. But maybe you'll leave disappointed. 
You never know. But well, so there is some And you may not leave disappointed. It just might not be the thing you as want good. every time. It, it, it could might not be as good. It might not be your go-to every time. So, Zach, there's some intrigue with Zach Wilson as the new chef special on the menu right now. Our question of the day. What do you think about the idea of Zach Wilson playing for Urban Meyer in Jacksonville? Some BYU fans will be absolutely insufferable if Zach Wilson gets drafted by Urban Meyer number one overall. <laughs> and he would have been a backup at Utah, right? I can I see it now. No, he would have been third string, I thought. <laughs> the, I think Connor Mance, someone tweeted to me, Connor Mance would have been the third best runner at Utah. <laughs> Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from Spiderweb Dominoes. I think the fit is great. Urban Meyer runs an offense that uses a dual-threat quarterback with great decision-making, and that is Zach Wilson to a T. It also makes his workload easier working behind a legendary coach. But isn't Trevor Lawrence the epitome of a dual-threat freak athlete quarterback, too? That Colin Cowherd, prominent radio analyst and NFL football guy, said that he's a prodigy. Zach Wilson is a project. So doesn't Trevor Lawrence fit the ideals of being a dual-threat quarterback as well? Uh, yes, but not in the NFL. Maybe in college. Does not, any not, quarterback not other than Lamar Jackson right now fit the mold of being a true dual threat in the NFL? You don't want a dual threat in the NFL. You just want a runner. You want a guy who's going to stay healthy. Yeah, no, way too much money there. And Urban Meyer's not a legendary NFL coach. He is in college, but this is a different level. It doesn't always translate. Ask Nick Saban. Okay, coming up, we reevaluate a KVN tweet with emojis. Let's overevaluate, in fact. And the first of three national champions that we will talk to today, Connor Mance on his 22-second win in the cross-country championship. Don't look back. Don't you ever look back, Connor. You're running ahead. This is BYU Sports Nation. Turn to salt, man. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Kayla Coulihan, Bella Felino, and the number 13 women's soccer team. They'll probably drop a little bit in the rankings coming up uh, perhaps in the next day or two. Look to bounce back from the lost Saturday to take on Utah Valley in a non-conference match Wednesday, 6 Eastern on BYU TV. We are live at Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Over the last four days... BYU cross country and track and field have won a combined four national championships. Teams, distance medley relays, individuals, four national championships. And uh, we're going to prominently feature the champions today. Yeah, we start with Connor Mance, who took home the men's individual cross country national championship. I talked to him yesterday after winning on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. First off, Connor, congratulations, man. A national championship. What, what was it like to win a national championship? Thanks, Jerem. It, it was, um, I don't know if it's hit me yet. It's still kind of like, I'm in a little bit of like a surprised feeling still. Um, it, it was a great experience though, to be there, be there with my team pushing, uh, you know, have all the success that BYU's had these past uh, like week, I guess, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So last four days. Um, and it's just, it's just been great to be there with my teammates and push really hard. Okay. When did you know you'd win the race? That could have been before that could have been during the race. You know, it's kind of an interesting thing. I, I feel like I got asked that a few times and there were a lot of times I had looked back, um, probably with 600 meter or 
about it. So let me go back, play by play. So about about a mile to go, somebody yelled at me that I had 1.5 seconds on the next person I was running with, and I didn't even know that we had I had formed any gap at all. And so I was like, well, 1.5 seconds, like there's not enough time for me to slow down, and because we were about to run up a big hill into the wind and I was like there's not enough time for me to slow down and let him like take the wind for me so I got to go now so I decided that was the best time to go so I went for it and um then I I looked back like everyone kept cheering for me I didn't and then I looked back like maybe you know I don't know a thousand meters later about 600 meters to go and I didn't see uh anybody for about uh, 50 to 70 yards. So I was like, okay, like there's a high chance. And then I looked back again, like 200 meters later and I had about a hundred meters on the next guy. And I was like, there's a really high chance, but I've seen people like die at the end of these big races. So I, I was like trying so hard I'm gritting my teeth and I look back and I'm like, Oh no. So, so in short, I didn't feel like I'd really want it until I actually crossed the finish line. But I, I knew there was a high chance. Um, with about 600, 800 meters to go. And what's that moment like when you cross the finish line? Because I imagine physically you're just dying, but emotionally you're excited in some way, right? You just won the natty. Absolutely. I was, I mean, I typically don't do much when I run a race, um, but like arms in the air, it's just pumped to finally, I don't know, finally win a national championship. I feel like it's something I've, I've worked I believed I've been able to do and been in the shape for um, since probably like uh, 2019 summer for like outdoor season. But there's so many things that have to come together for your day to happen. And sometimes if everything comes together for somebody else, like they're better than you, you know? And so I feel like it's just been something that I was like, is it ever going to happen? Like we have three seasons, which is really nice. We have outdoors, indoors, cross country. So I had, I missed that outdoor season. I missed it in the cross country season. Um, and then coach had us sit out the indoor season this week. And so this was my, this is my next chance after, you know, all the year of cancellations or postponements with COVID. So it was, it's very exciting. Okay. At, at 3000 meters in, you kind of slowed down. You were going a little fast. Tell us about that. Yeah. So there's an athlete from Iowa state named Wesley Kip too, who's been known all year as the man who goes out with, as if there's n- nothing on the line and as if like the race is, I don't know, a mile race. And he went out very, very quickly. And I decided, you know, I can go with him. And we came across a thousand meters at about four minute mile pace we were 231, which is the equivalent of like 403 per mile pace, which is much too quick. Woo. Um, and then we, I, I stayed with him and we'd slowed down a little bit, but then at 3K, we start hitting these big old hills. And I'm like, you know what? Like, if I go with this guy, I'm not going to finish. I'm going to hold back. And we just hit a massive hill. And I was just like, I'm going to hold back. And maybe like he's won it. Like, I, I'm just gotta, I gotta do everything I can to fight for, you know, a top three finish to maybe finish third for my team. And so that's what I did. Eventually I thought, um, there was another guy who ended up catching up to me from Florida state. who was just like, Hey man, let's work together. We can catch these guys. 
and so we ended up catching them and um it was it took a while but then we ended up having another race with all of us together so i heard on the way home that you got to have a nice ride back to tulsa is that yeah. right so um me and coach just i joked with him earlier because he has the he was able to get a rental for the indoor national championships and this meet as he had to go to both um of a convertible camaro he had to get whatever he could he wanted so i think he just went with the convertible camaro and i was just like joking i was like yeah coach like any way i could ride in it like or drive it and um because i don't have like a uh driver's card for the like school i don't even know what to call it um i was just talking to he was like oh well maybe like you could ride in it if you win and he kind of said it jokingly but after the race i was like so coach like can i ride in it while we go back to tulsa (laughs) there's the person driving like and then there's you know one other spot right there like and so he's like, oh, for sure. So me and um, our director of operations, uh, David Rasmussen, so he drove and I just got to enjoy the nice weather of uh, Oklahoma with a nice ride in a convertible down for like an hour and a half. Just kind that's, of fun. that's legit, dude. That's legit. And you deserve it with the national championship. I've got to ask you about your team. Certainly you guys were hoping to finish better, but uh, top 10 and, and, uh, one of your teammates, you know, unfortunately didn't, didn't finish stumbling at about 200 meters left, but you guys, uh, took seventh and, uh, you can be proud of that, but I know you guys are open for more. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a very difficult day as far as the team scores went. I think there's, there's so many factors and things you just can't control. Um, I mean, we were hoping for the win. I think if my teammate, um, didn't pass out at 200 meters, to go he was in 10th at about that time and he has a fantastic finish as well so I think he probably could have finished as high as sixth or seventh if he hadn't passed out uh it would have been we would have taken third which is really tough however I um it's tough to see like you know it just wasn't our day today but it it is also you, you know like we've come a long way this season and it's a very new team um I think they're only like I might, there are only two of us who ended up running today who were on the same team that we were had in the 2019 national championship team that ran today. And I'm one of those guys was uh, Brandon Garnica, the one who passed out with 200 meters left. And it's just, it's tough, but you know, it's something you got to just remember that's racing and, you know, bad races happen. Sadly, our bad race happened at nationals. But it's a sport, and that's how sports are. And you know, you you enjoy the bad days, you enjoy the good days. Um, your worst day of the year doesn't define who you are, and your best day of the year doesn't define who you are. You're, I mean, or and you shouldn't have a sport defining who you are. But if a sport did, it shouldn't be just your best day or your worst day. It's that consistent competition. I think you know, heading into outdoor season, we're gonna have a lot of guys with breakthrough performances coming back from this. Well, certainly we uh, congratulate you on winning the Natty. The women's team wins the national championship, and uh, it's been an amazing season for track and field and cross country, and we look forward to outdoor track and field as well. So congratulations on the national championship, Connor. Great. Thank you, Jeremy.
Connor Mance National Championship, Daily Universe Sports uh, tweeting this yesterday. Same energy. It's Connor Mance looking back and <laughs> Usain Bolt looking back. So what what an accomplishment for him. And and certainly we have to acknowledge the disappointment of the men's team not finishing as high as they wanted. Yeah. But top 10 finish, seventh, yes, Brandon Garnica, you know, it collapses and, and hopefully he's all right. But an, an individual national championship and a, and a top seven finish, I, I'm cool. I'm cool. I know they have a rivalry with NAU and NAU won, but hey, all good, man. Listen, I think that seventh place finish is really going to hurt BYU in the Learfield Cup standings. Which no one but you and I care about. <laughs> okay. The women's cross country team also won the national championship. Amazing. Anna Camp Bennett was the top finisher for the team. She finished in 11th. BYU wins the team natty for the first time since 02. Here's my conversation with Anna Camp Bennett. Anna, congratulations on winning the national championship as a team. This is a program with some national championship history. It had been a minute, 19 years, in fact. What was it like to win the team national title today? Honestly, it was it was amazing because, um, like, last year, the girls just did so – I guess I was kind of part of that, too. I was part of that. But last year, it was so cool to, like, get kind of a taste of it, but, like, not quite there. And so this year coming back, we like, we lost a lot of people. We weren't sure. And there was just so much unknown with just the season, not a lot of races, cross country in the winter, which is super crazy. And so to actually be here and do it, it was, it was really cool. It was really, really cool. You guys are such a a great team in that you have a Dilji Taylor and she's intense, Mm -hmm. but she's also your friend and you have a theme run for her. What did it mean to fu- realize, okay, we won and we actually did this? Like, we've talked about this. We have the talent, but we actually did it. I mean, I think it was it was cool because I do feel like what you were saying, we have this, like, team culture and this atmosphere where it really it really is a sisterhood, and Coach Taylor does a great job of, um, of keeping it that way, and I think that's awesome. And so we actually watched together as we were in the hotel as a cross-country team. We watched the indoor races and that just got us all so hyped and so excited. And that was super fun. And then, um, like, we we were really quiet this year about, like, not sure if we can do it, but, like, we really want to. And so it was it was awesome today to have um, people step up that some, like, we've had people there that never have raced at a Nationals event that just did amazing. And so that is the cool thing about uh, cross country is it's, like, every single person counts so much and, Oftentimes it's your, it's your, um, fourth, fifth runner that makes all the difference. And so I definitely think we saw that today and that was really, really cool. 96 points as a team, um, 65 more than second place NC state. That's the biggest margin since 2012. You guys, you guys dominated, um, when you finish and you finished, uh, 11th individually, but first for BYU, what's that like? Did you kind of turn around and realize, Hey, here they come, here they come. And here someone comes in your room, but, here, here they come. Yeah, uh, it's Whitney. <laughs> we're going to try and win the national championship here. Come on. Um, yeah, that was definitely cool. I think, I mean, after, after running a 6K, I'm sure it's even like worse than a 10K for the men. But after running 6K, our, I feel like we're all of our heads are kind of like, ah, we're just trying to get our feet back under us and stuff. So it was, it was cool because I, I knew that Whitney and Aubrey would be right there because I had run with Aubrey most of the race. And, um, and I saw Whitney for most of the race. And so I knew they'd be right there coming right in, but I, did, I had no idea where anybody else was at. And so it was cool. Cause I feel like as soon as I got my bearings about me, I turned and I saw people just come like a BYU girl, a BYU girl coming in 
And that was, yeah, that was really exciting. And so in my head, I'm thinking, I, I think we did really well, but I have to look at the score because I have no idea what any other team did. And so that was, it was really fun. It was cool. And let's talk about Whitney. So obviously she's injured. She doesn't race at all. She's, uh, you know, got like a month to train. She's, she's in four high quality, I guess, practice runs and she's on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. Then she comes out here and she leads for most of the race. She finishes top 20, which is incredible. Was that inspiring to see your teammate um, give an effort like that, given the lack of preparation time? 100%. I think, I personally think I would not have done as well as I did without Whitney there because in the race, I, I took, I, I was grounded by watching her. As I watched, I could see her ponytail whipping back and forth. And I was like, okay, if she can do this, I can do this. Like, if she can do this, I can do that. And that was, it was very inspirational. She, we have a little nickname for her, Gritty Witty. So she just, she was very gritty today. It was awesome. And like, yeah, she's like my best friend. So it was, it was awesome. When did you realize you actually did win when the points were tallied up? Cause it takes a sec. Yeah, it takes a second. So I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember. It's all kind of like, it definitely all kind of swirls together, but we had before the points were official, we were gathered. Like we always gather at the end um, just to be together as a team. Cause we, we just like to, and um, I was looking up at the board and I'm like, I think that shows us as winning, but I don't know if the points are totaled. Like, I think that, and so I like turn and ask coach. I'm like, did we, did we win? And she's like, it's not official, but I, I think so. And then for a second, I can't remember what happened, but something made me think that we did it. And I was like, oh, still like still going to be happy because I'm sure we still did good. But then when we really officially heard that we won, it was it was so cool. It was a very um, it was more emotional than I've ever seen just our team before, just because it has been has been so long since we've got to since we even had the opportunity to compete at a championship and um, and yeah, I think we've had just such a great season and I think we've grown so close as, as teammates, like closer than I've ever been to all these girls before. And so it was, yeah. And I, I think part of me or part of like us, coach Taylor talked about this in our meeting the night before, um, is all the girls that came before us that kind of like paved the way to allow us to do this. And, um, and I definitely like, with the risk of being kind of weird, I was feeling their spirits today as, as uh, coach Taylor talked about it and just like remembering them and loving them. And that was, that was really cool for me. So it was, it was a lot of really just awesome emotions. It was really fun. Apparently coach Taylor texted you last night. I believe in you. And you texted back. I trust you. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So I, Cross country hasn't been necessarily my favorite always because it's a little like I'm a 1500 eight runner for the most part or have been for uh, most of the time I've been here. And so it kind of scares me. And coach Taylor always tells us, she's like, I will get you ready. I will get you ready. And so um, I've never been so nervous for a race before this one, but I knew coach Taylor told me I was ready. And she, um, and just her telling me like, I believe in you. She never tells you something that that you can't do like she she just is very honest which I really appreciate and so yeah I just I was telling her like I I have my trust in you I know that you prepared me as much as you could and I trust that I trust what you know I can do and so I can go out there and do it I guess was the idea behind that and uh she she was quoted as saying I've been waiting for her to run a race like that for five years so (laughs) 
1500 1500 no 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 we're doing we're doing 6k and we you're going to finish number 1 for our team and you're going to win the national championship they, just insane and congratulations <laughs> anna really really exciting repping the y winning the national championship for this program adding a fifth title congratulations thank you that was anna camp bennett on the desert first credit union hotline desert first you know why we show how what a day what a day. It and was what a so weekend fun to right watch those this. races unfold in our office, specifically the Connor. I mean, we were glued like, to go! the television. Yeah, at that point, it's like, sorry, other offices. We're going <laughs> to scream a little come bit. Come on! Yeah, coming up, our conversation with national champions continues. Two-time national champ in indoor track and field. Courtney Wayman will join the program. And is this Mark Pope, the fourth best basketball player among tournament coaches? <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation. What a list. Shoot it, Mark! This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Cougar Sports Game Highlights, Interviews, Archive, Contest. Subscribe to the BYU TV Sports YouTube channel today. He is Jeremiah Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation. National champions. We're faster than everyone else. Let's whip it. They are, but yeah. It's true. We we are. That much is proven. We're the guys that wear makeup and talk about sports on TV. Yeah, one of us, man. Cougar Whip presented by Visible <laughs> Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problem. Yeah, ESPN ranked all the March Madness coaches as players. Mark Post number four on the list behind Patrick Ewing, Juan Howard, and Bryce Drew. Fair? Ooh. Bryce Drew, a better basketball player than Mark Pope? He played in like 90 more games in the NBA. Okay. So I'm going yes on okay. Bryce Drew. But did Bryce Drew guard Kobe? And play against Michael in the 98 NBA Eastern Conference Finals. Did Mark Pope make a buzzer beater? <laughs> in the NCAA tournament? No, but he won a no. national championship. Yes. Yes, he did. So that's a toss-up. I, I have Bryce ahead of Mark. I'm sorry. I do. Coach, I got you at number three, my friend. I Yeah, there's a lot of people that are stink on that list. I think <laughs> you and I are better than some of the people on that list. <laughs> Women's basketball, Jerem. Going to the NCAA tournament. Awesome. A little bit of a shocker yesterday, but we felt like they deserved it. And they got in, which is super exciting. Paisley Harding lost her mind a little bit right after they found out that they were going to the tournament. In fact, watch this. Does she speak for all BYU fans? Yes! We're going dancing! We're the NCAA tournament! We're going! <laughs> like she's in a state of shock. She's like stating, stating to the stating the obvious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, she, she speaks. She, she does. She speaks for all fans, that, right? That's very exciting. I, beware the one guy saying the one thing. There's only two exceptions to that for me: Moses and Joseph Smith. Like I, I believe the one guy saying the one thing. But outside of that, I go, eh, I need multiple sources. We've discussed Charlie this before. Cream was saying, eh, probably out, and I was like, well, that's one guy saying one thing. But it felt there's no other voices, so you go, well, I guess he knows. This is why you need to do your version of the women's college basketball bracketology. We've talked about this before. <laughs> With all of your free time. Yes, I have so much free time. Become Jerem Jordan, who does women's college basketball bracketology. Which brings us to the stat of the day. Yes. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. I forgot stat of the day was the thing on the show. Oh, That's yeah, great. Hey. Uh, for the first time since 2015, both men and women's hoops from BYU are going to the NCAA tournament. So the men haven't been since 2015. They finally got their act together last year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but the women didn't, wouldn't have gone last year. So here we are. 
Both dancing. So, yeah, and, and let's keep the fun stats rolling. I, I saw a tweet yesterday that said BYU is one of three teams in the entire country to have a top 15 college football program and a top 25 men's basketball program. There we go. How about that? I like it. Driving in the pandemic, man. Matt Harms traveled with his pillow cube. Is this elite traveling or too much? This is elite traveling. We're talking about an international star here, Jeremy. The guy's been on several very long flights. He knows what it's about to travel comfortably. I am all about the pillow. Okay, it's a pillow cube pro because someone tweeted at pillow cube and pillow cube tweeted this morning. That's us. So it's for side sleepers <laughs> and it's 120 bucks. Would you buy that for 120 bucks? If I had to be on a plane a as much sleeper. as Matt Harms, then yeah, I'd yeah. probably buy the pillow cube. I'm a side sleeper. I might, I might buy it. All right. Kyle Van Noy. Is he a side sleeper? Doesn't matter. I, I don't know. But he did send out a tweet with three emojis of big eyeballs last night. Jerem, should we expect Van Noy to sign with an NFL team maybe today? I wonder if it's the Patriots. I do. Uh, we'll see where he goes. I'm excited to see where he goes. Just not Detroit. Don't go back Anywhere to Detroit. Detroit. Oh, trust me, Kyle's not going back to Detroit. I'd even settle for Oakland. I just want to see him play with somebody from BYU. I like the idea of that. So whether it's Kansas City or San Francisco, I think that would be a lot of fun. But the Patriots, for sure, value Kyle Van Noy. Yeah. They valued him enough to let him go. But they bring him back cheaper. That's how they roll. Yeah. Coming up, Top 5 Tuesday is the top performances against Michigan State and UCLA as we get ready for March Madness. And another national champion, distance medley relay school record holder Courtney Waymitch joins the national championship party celebration. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest BYUSN right now, Kiki Solano celebrates national championships in both hoops teams in the dance. Watch it on the BYUSN social media platform. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live in Studio B. I am Spencer Linton. That is Jerem Jordan. And joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, the third national champion we are featuring on the show. She's won two over the last week. Her name is Courtney Wayment on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Courtney, congratulations yeah! on an unbelievable championship run, both as a team and individual. In fact, um, I think we can work out a space on the We've desk here. If, if you, you, you want to display you one of your it. trophies, yeah, you know, you just let, let us know, know okay? Yeah, the next time I come around, I'll just I'll give them off to you guys. We just put them right there, front and center. Hey, Guard Young, let me borrow a silver medal from the Olympics one time. So I, I think that this <laughs> could be a real possibility. No, but seriously, congratulations! You win two national championships. So first, let's talk about the first one, the distance medley relay. You guys at, have been really good for a long time, and then to win the national championship, what did that mean, and what was it like? Yeah, it was so just. It's an indescribable feeling and it's really incredible. And, you know, the distance medley relay is that was an incredible team to be a part of because it was more than just our team this year. You know, we had Lauren and Elena who were on the team last year that unfortunately didn't get to compete at nationals because of COVID. And, um, you know, it's just, it's more than just like this team here right now. And it was just an incredible thing. And it's, it's very, it's hard to put into words, but it was, that was a special team. And I am just like so proud to be a part of that team. 
I want to know what's going through your mind in a high-pressure race like this when you know you're so close to a national championship. Your team had obviously been so good all season long, but then this is the one that really counts. So what was your mentality personally going into this race? Um, personally going to this race, I was just so nervous. I'm not a person that typically gets crazy nerves. I think nerves are normal, but like this one was like overwhelming nerves just because I knew we had the opportunity to do something great. And I loved being the mile leg, but it is really hard just sitting there watching three women go before you and just watch (laughs) amazing things. And I'm like, Oh man, I really better not screw it up because I just watched them do amazing and so it's definitely very nerve-wracking but like before the race um all four of us sat together and we just talked and we let out our nerves and maybe our fears and then we all decided that it doesn't none of that matters we're just gonna do our best and we all wanted to walk away no matter if we won or if we didn't just walk away knowing that we all gave our best efforts for each other and that was once we made that the goal it was it was pretty fun. It just became fun, so it was good. And did you were the one to cross the finish line, right? Yeah. So when you cross the finish line, are you are you like what's the feeling like? Because I imagine you're like super tired, but you're also like, oh my gosh, we just won the national championship, and oh my gosh, I can see the time, and we just set the school record. What's that moment like? Uh, that was a wild moment. I crossed the finish line just yelling yes. And I don't know why that was what came out, but that was what came out. And I just turned and they were all right there waiting. And I just had to just go give them just the biggest hug. So it was a really cool moment. I didn't realize like it didn't process in my mind while I was racing until probably the last 50 meters that I was like, oh my gosh, we're winning. And then once I crossed, I was like, oh man, we just, we just did it. I don't know. So it was cool. And the sixth fastest in NCAA history. Wild. I mean, that's notable too. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. I didn't even look at the time. I didn't, I time, all of those things went out of my mind. I was like, I just need to find my teammates and coach Taylor. I'm just happy. So it was, but it was really cool. I was very proud of us. Does your face hurt from smiling over the past, uh, I don't know, 96 hours? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But... <laughs> Is it Toy Story 2 or 3? Like Barbie at the end just gets like, oh, my gosh, I can't smile anymore. All right, Courtney. Uh, if the distance medley relay in a record time and a national championship weren't enough, then you had to go and show off in the 3,000 meter, which is just wild. You win a second national title there. How are you not – totally exhausted when, when you get to that race and emotionally exhausted for that matter. Yeah. I mean, um, the one awesome thing about coach Taylor and our team is we go to nationals knowing that we have done every little thing to be prepared. So when you get to the line, it's not, um, I mean, you're nervous and you're excited and a lot of emotions are going through you, but you're just determined. And I can, you know, say that for every one of us women's distance that race this weekend, either at cross country or indoor, you're just coach Taylor has prepared us for that day. So when you line up to the, when you get up to the line, it's, there's not even a worry or a doubt. You're just like, okay, I've done everything. And so I'll just do my best and my best is good enough. So it's yeah, you're not as much emotionally or physically taxed just because we've been prepared for it. So it, it was cool. 
Courtney, congratulations again on multiple national championships. You deserve to smile, okay? No, I'm sure those those muscles are going to be exercised for a lot longer after this conversation, but let let that smile shine because everybody's feeling the same thing as you are. Congratulations. Thank you guys so much. I so appreciate it. You got it. Courtney Wayman on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. The, a, a track and, and cross-country championship Tuesday. You know, all we did, all we did was interview champs today, just champs, national champions. Connor Mance, Anna Camp Bennett, Courtney Wayman. Hey, high standard here, rest of BYU athletes. <laughs> you want to get on BYU Sports Nation? You got to win an Natty. You got to win a national championship. <laughs> you might not have any interviews for a minute, but that's all right. Coming up, rise and shoutouts. And where does BYU's fifty-nine point shutout in football against UCLA rank among the best? Moments that BYU has had against UCLA and Michigan State. Of course, we're tying that into the NCAA tournament. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. BYU Sports Station, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Download the podcast, subscribe, review, and rate. You've waited long enough. Top 5 Tuesday presented by Delta Airlines. Today we look back at the greatest games for BYU sports against UCLA and Michigan State, either football or basketball, tying it into their tournament matchup. Number 5, 2016 football, BYU at Michigan State, 31-14 on the banks of the Red Cedar. Jamal Williams ran for 163 on 30 carries and two touchdowns. Taysom Hill in his 100. Oh, little stiff arm action. We never talked about that one. Uh, 18 of 27, 138 yards, one passing touchdown, one rushing. Only time BYU and Michigan State have played in football, they were supposed to play in the fall. TBD on when that's going to be rescheduled in Provo. Michael oh, Davis Michael with the pick. Michael Davis with the pick. Uh-huh. How about that? They played eight times in hoops, by the way. Series is four and four. Number four, 2008. I know most BYU fans remember this one. Mm-hmm. 59 to nothing beatdown for BYU football against the Bruins. Oh, David Nixon had a day. I just kept asking myself, when is UCLA finally going to score? And they never did. Which is just wonderful. What a wonderful memory. I think Norm Chow was the opposing OC in this, which is awkward. Max Hall threw like for one. seven touchdown passes. Seven. Yeah, he was massively on the radar. After Dennis Pitta. BYU even had time for Dennis Pitta. Oh, they had day. time. Wayne Law two into the end zone. Number three. One year earlier in the 2007 Las Vegas Bowl, BYU beats the Bruins 17 16 thanks to an Ethan Manu Malayuna blocked field goal on Kai Forbath as time expired to seal the win. Max Hall threw 231, two touchdowns. Austin Colley, he was pretty good. Six yeah. catches, 107, and a touchdown on BYU won. And uh, Michael Reed, what's up? This, here's the play. Big Ethan Manu Malayuna. Yeah, this was a fun day. I'm underneath the field goal post, and like Beck Tarlene, I totally missed that shot, too. Kai Forbath, NFL I was a, kicker. I was a terrible kicker. NFL operator. kicker. Denied. Number two in 1983. My opinion, the greatest BYU football team ever. The Cougars and Steve Young <laughs> go to the Rose Bowl in Pasadena and take it to the Bruins. Holding off a late rally, 37-35. BYU... And UCLA combined for 650 total yards. UCLA went on to win the Rose Bowl that year, 45-9 over fourth-ranked Illinois. So yeah. beating the yeah. Bruins in the Rose Bowl was no small feat. 
BYU, of course, went 11-1, their lone loss to Baylor, but wrapped things up with a win over Missouri. Gordon Hudson, All-American, incredible. Jeremy, if you want to know more about this 1983 team, I think there's a show you can watch. 1983 review. <laughs> Reviewables. Uh-huh. And the top game against UCLA or Michigan State came against the Bruins in 1981. Danny Ainge, 6-seed BYU, the 3-seed UCLA by 23, 78-55 in the round of 32. 48-team tournament. BYU beat Princeton, then UCLA, then Notre Dame, then lost to Virginia. This is the last time BYU is the 6-seed, and uh, 31 points from Danny Ainge will do it. That is the top win in game against UCLA or Michigan State. Getting ready for this one. I hope UCLA wins Thursday because I want to resurrect uh, the memory of this. Yes. BYU succeed beating Be- UCLA. Beating UCLA in the NCAA tournament. They, they beat them by 23. I'd be okay with that, too. I would be okay with that. I'd be happy with that, in fact. Top five Tuesday. Bringing it. Best wins for BYU against UCLA and Michigan State. Our question of the day. What do you think about the idea of Zach Wilson playing for Urban Meyer in Jacksonville? Heard of him. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from Noble Dunn on Instagram. Sounds like it would be an interesting team-up. I don't think it will happen because Trevor Lawrence is so good. But we could have a Baker Mayfield first overall situation. Unexpected but good fit, perhaps. Better than the Jets, he ends with. <laughs> yeah, neither are great. <laughs> Today's rise and shout-outs. We got a bevy presented by Mountain America Credit Union guiding you forward. What a day. Uh, women's Cross Country wins the Natty. Connor Mance uh, wins the Natty. Men finish seventh. And, of course, uh, women's hoops gets into the NCAA tournament. They're going dancing. I love it. I'm so happy. I love the emotion that we showed you from Paisley Harding. Just... It's always like that, by the way. And, you know, again, there's only one guy saying it, but, like, Charlie Cream carries a heavy voice in the, in the bracketology. It's like. And he whiffed. He missed it. He, he missed it, thankfully. Yeah, sometimes he missed. Beat Rutgers. Let's go. We've Our... never missed on this show. But... Thanks to today's guests, Connor Mance, Anna Camp Bennett, and Courtney Wayman. Sergeant Dennis Pitta, we didn't show enough of your highlights. Ran out of time. Conversation continues on online. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Isaiah Kafusi. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. And don't forget to wear green. Go Cougs. Tell me what to wear. You're wearing green today. Baby Yoda. Oh, yeah.